If you are interested in starting your own podcast, we use Buzzsprout because it is simple and easy to use. Buzzsprout can get your show listed on every major platform while giving you the resources for a great podcast website, audio players that can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and that is why over 100,000 podcasters are already subscribed to Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in our episode descriptions, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you. So in return, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift card from Buzzsprout while signing up for a paid plan. Most importantly, every subscription through our link is always appreciated and helps support our show so we can continue delivering the quality content that you guys listen to. That being said, back to the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junkies. I'm Andrew. This is Joe. And this week we're going to go ahead and recap our Comic-Con experience. Uh, We attended Motor City Comic-Con, as you heard at the end of our last episode, as did good friend of the pod Juan. Um, And then we did also go and see the new Doctor Strange film, Multiverse of Madness, along with Juan. And just a heads up, we said Juan, you know, may be on this pod. But, you know, due to some scheduling conflicts and having a packed day, he unfortunately was not able to record with us. But the two of us are going to to be here to recap everything all three of us and our exploits on that great saturday that we had but before we get into comic-con why don't we go with a quick rundown of what you and juan were doing pre-con i noticed you guys had some cool pickups you can see some of those on our instagram but you know let's hear it from the man himself how was your day uh gallivanting around town finding new comic shops and new pickups the shops are so hit or miss the first two we went to those people were real comic book people if you know what i'm saying like <laughs> Like, why do you even have a shop? Why are you open if you don't like people? What are you doing here? Right. But I am glad that we actually went out and uh, looked for some books. At first, I was kind of skeptical. I'm like, I've already been to a lot of the shops around here. I know you're out of state, but I don't know that we're going to find anything cool. Also, let's just save all of our money for Comic-Con. I know we'll find something there that we can spend our money on. Throughout the day, we're like, you know what? We don't have anything else to do. Let's go hit up some local shops so for those that don't know it was Juan and I that went he's been on the pod also my brother if you haven't listened to the episodes yet but basically we wanted to see if we could find anything under the radar or find some books that we could use as trade for Motor City and I actually had a lot more fun than I thought I would have. We even found a shop that I've never been to. So all in all, it was really good time. The weather was nice. The place I found that I've never been to before had a really solid selection of back issues, uh, some bins to dig through, a lot of high grade stuff too. But to highlight some of the stuff I picked up with one before Motor City Comic Con, so the day before, I uh, I got a Doom Patrol 86. Uh, that was probably the biggest book I found. It's the origin of the Doom Patrol, but it's also the first appearance of the Brotherhood of Evil, first at Brain, and something else to note. And this is the first issue of Doom Patrol because the series prior was like my greatest adventure. And the issue featuring the Brotherhood of Evil came out at the same time that X-Men released their issue for the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. So for those that don't know, Doom Patrol definitely came out before the X-Men. And I just wanted to put that out there. (laughs) Some other books I got, Detective 471. So that's the first modern Dr. Hugo Strange. I got a Detective Comics 583. 
3, which is the first app Ventriloquist, first app Scarface, and a pretty cool Mike Mignola cover. I also got a Brave and the Bold 78, which is a first app of Copperhead. I've been on a big Justice League animated kick, as you guys know, so I figured why not? 12 bucks, let's do it. And then lastly, Superman 75 in the poly bag. It's the death of Superman and death of Doomsday. Also contains full color (laughs) memorial poster, full color commemorative stamps, a Daily Planet obituary, black morning armband, and an exclusive Skybox trading card. So I'd say I came out pretty good before the con. Yeah, I'd say so. You're going to rip that poly bag open and get all them goodies out or what? <laughs> yeah, get a little waft. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're, we're the yeah. Superman uh, morning armband around. No one will think that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Those are but, some good pickups, though, man. I mean, you know, what more can you ask for when you go into the day not expecting to get anything and then you're able to get like a solid little stack of uh, some cool books? I'd say a job well done, Joe. Thank you. No problem. So how about, you know, we recapped your fun going to the comic shops the day before. Do you just want to get into the big day itself? Let's do it. What do you think about con this year, Burger? So con, I have a, quite a bit of thoughts and not too many thoughts about con this year. I'll say this. It was a weird year for con. Weird in the fact that my fiance Jazz didn't go and weird in the fact that uh, both of your brothers showed up. And uh, so we had a packed squad, which was cool. Obviously, it was a lot more fun, you know, having a big gang roaming around the suburban collection showplace out in novi uh, for those of you that are out of state pretty big facility especially for a comic-con you know in michigan i mean what else are you gonna hold it's one of the bigger ones in the state so i guess it was juan's first time going in like 30 years so it was cool for him to come in and you know hang out with all of us for that but con yeah to get into it i mean it was a packed day we got there nice and early we were there what around 10 just after 10 just after doors pretty much so we had a nice early day to go check out all of the booths and only the comic booths because you know that we ain't about all that other shit we didn't need to look at uh the weird uh t-shirt merchandise stand not hating anybody who does buy comic t-shirt merchandise but there was definitely some like selective stock there that wasn't fit for people to actually wear because it's just like damn that's like five levels too deep for anybody to understand the reference but no anime swords pretty much avoided the artist alley we were just right there for the books all day brother and you know going up and down every single aisle good times and i'd say that uh our crew here of joe and juan had a bit of a better day than i so first things first this is the first year that i left the comic-con premises without a book purchased from one of the vendors that makes no sense why is that you you may ask well i'm sure it's no surprise to any of you who collect back issues but prices are ridiculous as they are but then you got con ridiculousness on top of it and joe found the best two deals that you could pretty much find at a vendor and if he found the only good deals then that means there was no deals for me and i don't blame him i mean i found his books well one of them for him and was like come over here this is your book and i'll let him tell you what that is when i stop rambling but i left with uh no books i will say not to you know jump out of the con thing but that uh shop that joe found he introduced it to me as well and you know 
post-con, I'll let you listen to Joe about what goodies he and Juan got at the con, which, you know, is something I should be telling you as well. But we went to this shop first time I've been there either. And it's actually pretty close to where I stay. And it's kind of tucked away in kind of a weird spot. But as Joe mentioned earlier, they have a great stock, especially for a shop that I haven't heard ultimately that much about. And as soon as I walked in, he mentioned to me a uh, a large book that he had scoped out something similar that Joe wanted. And I was like, well, that could be kind of my consolation prize since nothing was at the con. And I won't tell you what that is because it's a book that Joe actually got himself. But right next to it was a Brave and the Bold 54, the first appearance of the Teen Titans, which is really just basically a team up between Dick Grayson as Robin, Wally West, Kid Flash, and Aqualad. They don't actually have the name Teen Titans until I believe it's what Showcase or Brave and the Bold 60, I mean, which is also the first appearance of uh, Wonder Girl Donna Troy. But this is technically regarded as the first appearance of the Teen Titans. And then on their little back wall, kind of just sitting there, they had uh, some consignment books from an older woman whose husband had just passed. So they were trying to help her sell those books. And they had a Captain Marvel Adventures. Um, Let me check what number that was. It was 44 or 46. Um, You know, not a major key issue. It is part of the Monster Society of Evil uh, serial. So I thought that was cool just because, you know, I I like that and the Mr. Mind stuff. It It is issue 44. So I grabbed that for like 50 bucks just to have a cool, solid grade Captain Marvel adventure book to add to the Golden Age box. There's more I could talk about con, certainly, but I'm going to hand it off to you, Joe, so you can kind of recount, you know, what you were able to pick up, what you thought was cool. Um, Maybe even tell us about what Juan got since he can't really speak for us if you want to. Otherwise, we can just let it rest there. Uh, But we could talk about anything else after that, too. So how was your con? There's probably going to be some redundancy, but I also thought the prices were a little whack. It was nice to see some of the same vendors that I frequent every year. The celebrities that attended this year didn't have any star power, but that's okay because I only ever (laughs) look forward to the cast of Smallville and I've gotten picks with everybody other than Chloe. So (laughs) that doesn't really do anything for me anyway, nor am I a person to dress up, but I'm all business. It's just fun getting out there out of the house to see books you don't usually find at your local store and in that same breath there's so much non-comic stuff there like Funko Pops and merch like you were saying (laughs) that attracts people that are into that stuff so it would be nice to have seen them sub some of that stuff out for more vendors but I know that's what makes them money and Burger and I'll probably try to hit up some smaller cons moving forward to see if we can't find more just comic book stuff but I'll say it was a great time packing everybody in the Impala. Both my brother, <laughs> my other brother, Burger, fiance. And so uh, I had one hell of a time and still got some really good books. I still plan on going next year. CBJ's got to represent, but they were advertising some cool Detroit Superman variant because they were hosting the cast of the original Superman movies. But what bothered me is that obviously Superman and Lois have passed. They couldn't even get Lex Luthor and they got characters that frankly nobody cares about so I wasn't about to go over there and waste 20 bucks and act like shit was cool because it wasn't yeah I'm with you we ain't faking it dude we were all business and those of you that saw us there saw us I want to give a quick shout out real quick Joe I didn't tell you this but we already got a shout out that somebody noticed us based on our t-shirts because here's the thing too we got shirts made last year and uh 
you know, we, we don't really wear them. We're not, our shit don't stink like that. We ain't sniffing our own. But Comic-Con, you know, it's a little bit of advertisement for you guys that don't already know us. I mean, you know, we bring it to you, supply and demand. And we wear our comic book junkie shirts that obviously have our logo right across the middle of our chest. We've already gotten some shouts out, specifically uh, Matthew Kopchak. He says he saw us already. He commented on one of our YouTube videos, which, by the way, we don't plug the YouTube a lot. But if you're not listening to us on a traditional podcast media, I don't know how you're really hearing us right now. But we are also on YouTube. He commented on there and says he saw us at the Motor City Comic Con. So, you know, had to show some love to him. That's cool. We like seeing that and hearing that. But before I'll let you go back to what you're talking about. No, that's so cool. Thanks for sharing that with me. A burger is so on top of all of our social handles. And for future reference, you ever see us, talk to us. We're pretty approachable. That being said, some of my favorite things I picked up at Con this year. So my favorite thing was the Green Lantern issue seven. That's a book that Burger found for me. It was what I had my heart set on walking in. I knew I was going to find or get a Green Lantern 7 that day, no matter what. And it just so happened that uh, Motor City had a great deal on one. So that's the first app in Origin of Sinestro. And for those that don't know, the artist based the appearance of Sinestro on a British actor named David Naveen. I'm not familiar with, but if you Google it, it makes so much sense. Also, his trademark yellow power ring doesn't appear until issue nine, but uh, still a solid issue. I coupled that. I did a bundle with uh, Amazing Spider-Man issue 31. It's the first appearance of Gwen Stacy, first appearance of Harry Osborn, and the first appearance of Miles Warren that later becomes Jackal. Uh, Jackal? Sweet cover. Jackal. 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 And (laughs) the last book I found before I left the con was a Justice League issue, or Justice League of America issue 29. First Silver Age appearance of Starman, first appearance of Earth three first appearance of the crime syndicate of america and that includes ultraman owl man superwoman power ring and johnny quick so i was happy how did you not be got a pretty good deal on every book i bought the day prior and the day of and uh it was stuff i kind of envisioned getting that day and i managed to find the books for the right price but just because he wasn't able to hop on the pod with us shout out to my brother juan he got a 4.0 cgc first appearance juggernaut also the origin of professor x and he also got a second appearance full appearance of wolverine which is a hulk issue 182 uh he already has 180 and 181 so that rounded out his uh that three-part arc in comics he also got the books that he was looking for and then uh like i said because we did a little bit of homework the day before we were able to find a cool shop we hit that up on the way back and then burger was able to get a sweet book too thank god i was so nervous we even did extra loops around the con trying to see if i had missed a deal but honestly Honest to God, I mean, they had a good selection. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a giant Comic-Con. But for it being a large Comic-Con, there's a lot of redundancy. I mean, that's to be had when a lot of the hot books are, you know, the same few things they have been for the past couple years, you know, giant sizes and stuff of the like. But it was really hard for me to find something this year. I had my eyes on an amazing Spider-Man 8 raw copy. If I had bought that, I'd have 3 through 10. Things would be great. But I just, you know, when it doesn't feel right, it doesn't 
doesn't feel right and I couldn't justify spending the cash regardless of how, you know, relatively nice the copy was. But, you know, as I mentioned earlier, getting that Brave and the Bold 54 really made up for kind of the lost day at the con. Because, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, a first Teen Titans is kind of a me book to begin with. And it was for a much better, more reasonable price, which also let me... uh buy our uh, Christmas in July books in advance. So I already knocked that out of the way. We'll just have to wait on the swap and you guys will hear the results of that episode down the road. We, we're going to hold on to these for, well, we're going to try and hold on to them for as long as we can get as close to July as possible, but God only knows because there's going to be some bangers. But that aside, all the books aside, we did have a really good French dip sandwich at the hotel restaurant. <laughs> I mean, nothing remarkable, nothing, you know, special, but damn, did that hit the spot. I even had some weird like Mountain Dew and <laughs> Crown like Hulk themed <laughs> liquor, dude. It was weird. Kind of. It wasn't that good, really, but it was part of the fun. Yeah, I hit up this uh, hotel lunch. I don't know. There's this restaurant in the hotel and it's half decent, but it hits the spot every year. Burger was skeptical, but I'm a believer. I am now. I mean, it was kind of pricey for what we got, but that was like a big ass sandwich. So, you know, it made sense. You know, when they got a captive audience, like that was bang for buck. Facts. We'll also say like this is going to turn into some like kind of weird like food review of the Motor City Comic Con. Apparently, I didn't try a bite of them because I just wasn't in the mood. But uh, Joe's brother, Glenn, who hasn't made his first appearance yet, he went with us. He's not really a comic guy, but he is a Motor City Comic Con taco guy. So apparently to any of you locals who are planning on attending the Comic Con again in the fall or with us next year, apparently great Mexican food. Yeah. Tacos are a hit. (laughs) (laughs) Really good Mexican food at the comp. Yeah, for no reason. But I mean. If you haven't been, I mean, it's definitely worth going. I think it was what, like a $40 ticket to get in on a Saturday and you can really spend as much time there as you want. I mean, if you kind of got like a long attention span, I guess, or you're really, really bored because we spent a good chunk of time there and we were just looking at pretty much just books. There were so many vendors selling like, like I said, like anime swords and like other weird shit that I had no interest in, but there's something there for everybody if that is what you're into. But overall, I mean, it was a good con because it was a fun time with good people so you know regardless of not getting like my dream book this year or you know that crazy deal that you hunt for it was still all in all a good con and it pretty much always is i had a great time glad i was able to find some key issues while i was there and it was just a lot of the same stuff that you you see year to year but that being said to make it up to you guys because we weren't able to get a guest on this episode. Uh, we still did go see the Doctor Strange movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So we'll review that briefly. It's something we uh, hit up right after Khan, And so we're pretty tired at the end of the day. But that being said, I'll have you start, Burger. What did you think of the movie? In case you guys are new here, pretty much everything is spoilers. It kind of goes without saying for our show, but for the movies, we'll make sure to specifically say spoilers. But where to begin, bro? Because we're not going to get too in-depth with this. I mean, usually our movie reviews get a whole episode. There's no way I could stretch this review into a whole episode, so it's perfect that we're slotting it in at the end here. So you can say that the words I'm going to use to describe it are uh, silly, 
I guess, but it was mid. I had no interest in seeing this film other than the fact that Brother Juan here said he wanted to go see it with the boys because he pretty much will see every comic book film. So, you know, I'm like, sure, because if I didn't see it with you guys, I wasn't going to go at all. But we did see it. It was mid as most are to me nowadays kind of the shock effect or you know like the shininess is like gone off the marvel movies for me at this point it has to really be like a character i like or has already been kind of proven to have done well for me to be interested in a sequel or to see anything at this point but yeah it was kind of mid i didn't watch wandavision so i mean i obviously know what they're going for i saw her turn into the scarlet witch that's the only context i needed the pacing was just kind of weird to me and it was very anticlimactic i i'll pretty much much only say the only thing that I truly enjoyed were the cameos which everybody has either already seen by now or knows about so there's not too much I can say on the topic John Krasinski is Reed Richards signed me up for it that's fine with me put him in the regular movie that's cool that guy Anson Mount who played Black Bolt in the uh, TV series which was dog shit he reprised his role as Black Bolt but this time in a comics accurate costume was way better like I'm a simple guy I I mean, if you just put him in a comics accurate costume, that does the heavy lifting for me. I just want to see something inspired from the page, you know? So seeing Black Bolt was sick. Couldn't give a shit less about Baron Mordo. Couldn't give a fuck less about Captain Marvel. Seeing Professor Xavier there again was cool. And what is it? Peggy Carter, Captain America was all right, I guess. But I don't know. You know, I just was there for Black Bolt and Reed Richards, really. But they introduced America Chavez. So for people who like her, I literally don't care. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, I, I don't want to, I want to keep it straight with you guys. I just, I don't know. There wasn't really much for me in this film, you know, like Benedict Cumberbatch is Dr. Strange is just fine. I don't think he really brings something to the role that makes it super special, but I don't think he does like a disservice to the character. Um, I think he's a bit goofier than you'd imagine Dr. Strange to be, but I mean, the MCU at this point is remotely serious, like at any given point and anything that is serious kind of try to bastardize and make goofy. And this is coming from a guy who loves goofy. I think that they're a bit too goofy nowadays, but I don't even know what else to say. We can get into the plot barely. It's just a giant goose hunt through multiverses of the Scarlet Witch being a bitch over kids that aren't real. And Doctor Strange is just proving that he gets no bitches and that he's not a bad person by saving America Chavez. And that's the movie. So I mean, I'm just rambling at this point. It's probably pretty boring. Joe, what are your thoughts? What did you think? I thought the Scarlet Witch was overpowered. They were using her like she was Dark Phoenix. You're telling me that she can just beat all the Illuminati and Doctor Strange. She's pretty tough, like even in the books. I mean, looking at House of M, I mean, she wiped mutants off the face of the earth. She is a powerhouse, but I feel like I have a hard time buying it. And it's not Elizabeth Olsen's fault, but I just feel like coming from like not having done a whole lot through the rest of the films and being relatively underpowered to just all of a sudden being angry is what makes you the strongest being in the multiverse, kind of being a weird power scale. It's when she's triggered. Right. But I know that she was thinking about her fake kids the whole entire time, but I feel like that wasn't enough for her to be like triggered throughout the whole entire movie. I got one counterpoint to that, and that's these kids were never real. They've only felt real to her. She created them. What about her actual brother that she grew up with that died? She didn't want to bring him back. She don't want Quicksilver back. Just the fake kids. Right. Whatever. I'll let you say more of your piece to move off of that. 
I don't really care for America Chavez either, but I'm also not the target audience for it. So don't take my word if you do. Cool. But all in all, I guess it wasn't as boring as I thought it would be. I'm pretty guilty of falling asleep at movie theaters and in general, but I did not do that this time. So it must have been kind of entertaining in that regard. They had good actors. I guess my favorite part was your favorite part, seeing Jim Helpert as Reed. (laughs) I thought he did a great job for the amount of screen time he had and would love to see what they do with him moving forward because now that the Avengers is pretty much wrapped up, they really need to hone in on X-Men and Fantastic Four and I think he could be like the next face of that franchise in that way but black bolt was pretty badass too uh so shout out burger for getting me his first appearance a while back i guess lastly the post credit stuff was pretty underwhelming didn't really make a lot of sense at the time i could be missing something but that's why i leave early every time i enjoyed it but i wouldn't watch it again so it's getting a six out of ten from joe wow you just read my mind i was literally about to ask your rating and i was about to give mine as a six out of ten there's no reason to rewatch this film (laughs) there's barely any reason to watch it the first time let alone a second time it doesn't have replay value yeah i mean (laughs) i don't even know what else we could really say to extrapolate this shoot you just want to hit them with what we're doing next time joe you heard it here first but uh Should we do Green Lantern? If you want to do Green Lantern, we could do Green Lantern, buddy. You know what? We're going to pivot on the fly. I got a sweet Green Lantern book. It's a long story, so we'll put in that work for you. The next thing we'll read after that will probably be short to make up for it. But we are going to read Blackest Night by Jeff Johns coming at you with the Green Lantern story, Comic Book Junkies. Woo woo. And to just wrap the episode, you know what it is, you know what to do, you know where to find us. If you saw our t-shirts, it's on there. should have photogenic memory so you can just recall that at any time and go visit CBJ Pod on Instagram. CBJ Podcast on Facebook. We have a YouTube. If you just type in Comic Book Junkies, we're on there. And guess what? By the time you hear this, we'll have hit the big 5-0. 50 episodes coming at you. So that's a big milestone for us. And we're glad that you guys have stuck with us this long. You guys are listening. You guys, I feel like we're picking up traction more than ever. So we appreciate you guys putting in the work and we love to keep doing the work for you. With that, I mean, you know, just spread the word if you can, if that's what you're into. And we'll see you on the other side with that Green Lantern book, huh? On your way to work, comic book junkies. When you can't go to bed at night, comic book junkies. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you.